This hangout on air is live. What? Hello. Wow. Well, that's beautiful. Awesome. Well, hello and welcome to the Millennial Minds podcast, episode number five. Thank Today you. Today I'm here with my co-host, Nathan Abernathy, as usual. Hey. Yep, it's me. And we're going to give you guys another awesome podcast episode. So this episode is actually being recorded live. So uh, if anyone out there on the internet wants to, they can come and ask us questions in the Q&A app, and we will answer them. However, we have no questions right now, and given the size of our audience at the current time, we probably won't have any questions. But I'm hoping to record our episodes like this lots of times in the future. So... So yeah, if if you're listening to this recorded and you want to listen to the next one live, totally do that. We are going to post it on Facebook and our Twitter and stuff like that. We have Twitter? Yeah, we have Twitter. Sweet. At uh, MM Podcast. I'm pretty M-M- sure. MM Podcast. Uh, no, uh, it's MMZ Podcast. That's it. Okay, I need to follow me. Yeah, you totally need to follow you. <laughs> Or you, so, uh, I need to follow us. You do need to follow us. That's what I should have said, but. And so. the listeners need to follow us too. So, uh, yeah. Well, let's get started. Yeah. So how are you today, Nathan? <laughs> I'm good. Um, I just got back from the work and it was fun. Awesome. I forget. What do you do again? I do website design for Teen Bible Challenge, and I've been designing the website. Awesome. Do you TeenBibleChallenge.org. Oh, oh, and my, guess what? My, my next project is to make video tutorials telling other people how to edit the website, which I don't know why he needs that. Well, that's pretty... <laughs> I think he's I trying know. to lay me off. <laughs> <laughs> It's all part of his master plan. Hire you and then fire you. Yes. And I made the tools that got me fired. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. Um, but people, whenever I say I do website work, they assume I can do like basic HTML. But I use the, the Divi tools by Elegant Themes, which is very sandboxy. Awesome. I feel like we need yeah. an endorsement button or something to like to like ding. Like the Phil Vischer podcast does. Yeah, Taco or whatever. I think he calls the bell Taco. Taco the bell, yeah. Taco the bell, yeah. <laughs> I haven't eaten at Taco Bell in ages. Yeah. But this is not a fast food podcast. This is a... This is an everything podcast. What are you talking about? really an everything podcast. <laughs> we can talk about fast food if you want to. Um, I don't really have much to say about fast food. It's fast and it's cheap, and it's not very not, healthy. It's not my first choice for any meal, but yeah. it's always a an choice. option. Yep. <laughs> and especially since our last episode was a lot about how you shouldn't eat fast food so much and you should eat healthy, maybe we should maybe we should not go down that rabbit trail. We're, we're sending mixed messages. Yeah, come yeah. on, guys. We can't send mis- mixed me- me- mixed messages. <laughs> you did it. 
okay. So what have you been up to lately? Well, glad you asked. Uh, last night I went to our friendly local game store for game night, and that was a super whole lot of ton of fun. We actually got to play some new games, which is something I always love. Meeting new people and playing new board games is just one of the top things on my list for game night. So we played this one game that's called Saboteur. This is this is the last game we played, but it was... Basically, it's got a hidden trader mechanism, but it's a lot harder to lie about it because, like, the uh, the good guys are trying to do one thing and the traders are trying to do an exactly opposite thing. So it's really hard to convince the other people that this thing that you're totally doing is something that you're totally not doing. Mm. So, yeah, the theme is you're all gold miners, and one of the people is trying to, like, you know, block everyone off and break their pickaxes so they can't get to the gold and sabotage the entire mission. And then the other people are just normal gold miners that are trying to lay down cards to... It, it's a fun little game. You can play it at Board Game Arena. But, uh, yeah, the other game that we played that night was based off of this riddle where you have a... F- a what, which three animals is it? You have, like, a dog and a cat. No, no, that's not how it works. There's three different animals. And, like, the first one eats the second one, eats the third one. But the first one doesn't eat the third one. Oh, is it the one with a dog? Yeah, I I don't, I don't remember. I think maybe There's it was like a, a fox, dog a chicken, and, a and some chicken feed. And you you can only carry one of them at a time over in your boat. And you have to... And you ha- the riddle is you have to figure out a way to do it without leaving any two of them on the bank together that will eat each other. How'd they do a game around that riddle? Well, basically, there's a whole ton of different animals now. There's oxes, horses, lions, mice, cats, foxes, dogs. And uh, they all sort of eat each other in a big food chain. The lion eats the ox. The ox eats the horse. The horse eats the dog. The dog eats the fox, the fox eats the cat, and the cat eats the mouse, and the mouse eats the lion. Which makes a whole ton of sense, right? <laughs> the mouse eats the lion. I mean, yes. every mouse I've seen can do that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no kidding. But it's it, even though it's got some weird thematic properties, the fun part of it is uh, not knowing which animal the other players are and watching as they position the different animals on the different boats and putting some of them on the bank and you get points for eating other animals at the end of the game and you get points for surviving and just like the yeah you there's action cards where you can sink boats and like switch roles with other people and it's a lot of fun i actually really enjoyed that game cool yeah. what's it called i don't remember what it's called but it's from aeg um yeah the name's escaping me. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll Google it and, and come back to you on that. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. So Animal Eating Game from AEG. So cool. that was mostly what we played. I mean, I played Smash Up and Flashpoint Fire Rescue, which are really fun games, but I already played those. Um, yeah. All in all, it was a really fun game night, and I can't wait to go back next Wednesday. It's great to play board games again. Yeah. <laughs> We've taken a bit of a long hiatus from that. Yeah. On on Easter, I played uh, Dutch Blitz, Seven Wonders, and Splendor. None of those are new games, but I had fun. Oh yeah, those are those are stellar games. Yeah, 
Did I tell you that I saw one guy that made a travel edition of Splendor with like really tiny cards and and chips? What? He ruined the components. Burn him at the stake. <laughs> he didn't actually ruin the components. He just made them smaller. They they were still poker chips and they still had that beautiful Splendor heft to them. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. Impressive, oh, also- right? Since last time we've done this, I went from listening to the Hamilton soundtrack zero times to seven times. Seven times? That's a lot of times to be listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. Yes. That's uh, the musical based on Hamilton's life. He was the uh, first secretary of the treasury, and he's on the $10 bill. And uh, it's But it's all hip-hop rap, which sounds lame. But it's really <laughs> awesome. It's like, oh yeah, you're gonna learn about history and it's hip hop rap. It's like, oh, so it's like the schoolhouse rock videos? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's like people acting about I've been really trying to learn uh the world record breaking rap. That's a La- world record breaking rap in that musical? It's uh nineteen words in three seconds, which is the fastest anybody has to do in live theater. Wow, that's amazing. Which sounds a little bit like, and uh, I'm never going to stop until I come drop my skull that remains. I'm. Wow, dude, you you just made me want to start listening to this. Everyone, give it up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman, Lafayette. I'm taking this horse by the reins, making red coats ready with bloodstains, Lafayette. And I'm never going to stop until I make him drop it. But I'm a scared that remains. I'm Lafayette. I'm escaping and get. If I wouldn't say the Lafayette parts, I'd be breathing during that. Wow. <laughs> I'm escaping, engaging, enraging them. Go to France for more funds. Come back with more. Guns and ships, and so the balance shifts. We rendezvous with Rochambeau, consolidate their gifts. We can end this war at Yorktown, cut them off at sea. But for this to succeed, there's someone else we need. Let's go, Hamilton! So he knows what to do when the train is fluent in French, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Bravo! <laughs> On, and, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's you guns and ships. We're like super into musical theater. That is That is so much cool. Uh, so apparently they're getting ready to start traveling on the road. They've been in Broadway since uh, December or November of uh, 2015. No way. And they've been like selling tickets since October of 2015. They've been in Broadway uh, forever. Yeah, they're, they're still on, I think. That's amazing. So when are they going to come to Grand Rapids? I don't know. Um, I really hope they do. They haven't announced details yet, and it's and and the, and they said 2017 is when they start their tour. So I think oh, they're gonna okay. still try to finish it up there. Um, but yeah, there's so many different styles because like um, I, I watched an interview with the guy. Oh, so the guy who wrote the musical plays Alexander Hamilton. Oh no way! Yeah, Lee Manuel Miranda. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of doubling between act one and act two but it's really sweet because i like all these people right and they just keep coming back that's pretty sweet how often does somebody does somebody write their own musical and then star in it like that that's sort of that's sort of a thing in movies sometimes but yeah i I don't know i don't think that's as much of a thing in in musicals well it's funny because this isn't even the first time uh lee manuel did it he did it and in 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 the heights too oh no way you gotta pause if your title has an in at the beginning. 
You can say in Hamilton, but you can't say in in the Heights. <laughs> in in the Heights, right? <laughs> or you could well, say it like differently. You could say in in the Heights. In in the Heights. <laughs> well, okay. I I just paused. I don't know. Yeah, what you did was fine. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. Oh, and also, Aaron Burr is R and B. All of his music is R and B style. I just found it funny because it sounds like his name. What's R and B? A rhythm and blues. Oh, that makes sense. So, like, chill out music. Yeah, and he's, like, the, the funny thing about him is he's really chill, and he's, like, the villain of the thing, if you know American history. Ooh. Um, he's very anti... Well, he's, like, friends with Hamilton, kind of, because in, in the first act, because the first act, they're, in, they're on the same army in the revolution, mm-hmm. but the second act is all political. They're uh, all trying oh. to figure out how to start this new country. Right. And um, Aaron Burr is a Republican and Hamilton's like a Democrat. And so did they did they get the history right in this musical? Like, is it pretty accurate? Uh, yeah, a lot of historians really like it because um, if like like a lot of these songs um, where they're writing letters, the songs are word for word. What the letters were. Oh, wow. No kidding. Yeah. So uh, Dear Theodosia. Oh, um, Your Obedient Servant. Okay. I'm actually doing that song as a monologue tomorrow for my speech class. Awesome. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, that, that's the last letter Aaron Burr writes Hamilton before they duel. Wow. And, and I, I love how he signs it off because he's like, these are crimes for which you must pay. I have the honor to be your obedient servant, Aaron. Burr. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what? They were <laughs> just, just like, it's so classy back then. Like, I mean... <laughs> you just gotta imagine Alexander Hamilton reading that and just like you know scowling. <laughs> well, and right. he tells Hamilton to name a time and a place, and then he does it. So then he names the time and place himself, and yeah. Well, don't spoil it for our audience. You'll give the whole musical away. <laughs> anyway, have... yeah. Well, that sounds like super, super duper awesome. I'm really excited to uh, start watching that. Um, yeah, so the next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, sort of sort of related to what we talked about last episode with the Miracle Morning. So since that episode, we both tried doing the Miracle Morning, and I'm, uh, I, I made it like, I think altogether I may have done it like 10 times, but I think in a row, I've only done it like three days in a row. <laughs> how, how far did you make it with the Miracle Morning? Well, I did it four days in a row, and that's it. That's it, right. <laughs> um, so, the thing is, like, yeah. Well, so, like, like, the first day, I really liked it, and then um, one of the days, like, I'm just, like, laying in bed. I'm just like, oh, got to do my Miracle Morning again. And then, I, like, I didn't get up first. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to envision my day going well. Just lying there in bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when my day goes well, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's important to get out of bed. But yeah, yeah, I found I found the Miracle Morning to be a really, really good tool. However, you don't always need to use it. Like it's a tool mm-hmm. that can is serves a purpose. If you need to have a good morning, do the Miracle Morning. You'll probably have an amazing morning. But if you don't, I'm not sure if it's something that I need to make a habit out of. Well, and like, I don't like, 
like the thing is, I feel like I I need to give up staying up late to wake up early in the morning. Exactly. So, so you're so sort just, of losing time at the end of the day. And I don't know how much it's worth it because I like because I don't know. I like my unwind time better than my wind up time, but I guess Same. if you get started faster in the morning, technically, I think it'd be better mathematically. But uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I think well, I will do it, it again. Time. I think I will do Miracle Mornings again. Okay. Um, but I, I, yeah, I just don't. It's, don't it's know rather if it's difficult to do every day. Right. It's definitely a, a life change sort of thing. That's it's really hard to to keep up with. However, I did find that on the days when I did it, I did feel a lot better in the mornings. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's that's about it on the on the miracle morning. Um, yeah. So totally, if you guys have tried it, uh, let us let us know what you've thought of it. See if it's it's changed your life more than it's changed ours. Send us a send us an email at millennialmindspodcast at gmail so, yeah, another thing I've been working on is a game design contest. Oh, is that is it started already? I saw you posting about that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, yes. So, um so have you have you heard of the Game Crafter, Nathan? Yes. Yeah, so the Game Crafter is this website where you can publish your own games, and it recently did a contest called the Game Hole Gaunt- Gauntlet. It's the gauntlet being like, you know, the dropping of a gauntlet, like a challenge. I was, um, and, uh, but the, the reason it's the game hole gauntlet is the winner will be announced at this certain convention called game hole con. So yeah. So one of it, it gives you three different kinds of games that you can design. You can design something that uses a whole bunch of different, of uh, the game crafters chits. They're, trying to get more people to use chits in their games. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And uh, the... Let's see. There were three things. I remember the that was the second thing. And the, the first thing was that you're supposed to design an RPG-style adventure. That uh, Whatever the third one is, I picked the first one. Oh, yeah, the third one was a game with a hidden trader mechanic. Now, you can sort of blend all three of those, but I decided to focus on the first one. And uh, I'm I'm actually having a whole lot of fun with it, but I'm sort of reaching the the point in the prototype design where I've hit a bit of a roadblock, and I'm not quite sure how to get over it. Could you help me out with this? Um. So how does how do the mechanics for that work? So basically, each of the players has uh, a certain type of dice. So if you're the wizard, you have the wizard dice. If you're the bard, you have the bard dice. And the dice have three different symbols on them. And uh, uh, on your turn, you roll all the dice, and then you spend the symbols to do all sorts of cool RPG-ish thingies. Um, whenever you uh, whenever you level up, you get more dice and, uh, and probably more abilities and... Uh, and I have a unique battle system where your enemies also roll dice, and you put the dice together in a combined pool, and you can both use them. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's the central mechanic. And then, and then so I designed the mechanic. I designed the cool-looking cards with their cool-looking dice. I designed an awesome board for my characters to walk around on. But then I stopped, and I realized, wait, how do you make an RPG 
without a game master. It's really difficult to do, and lots of games have done it differently. For instance, in a game like yep. Descent, it's just focused on the individual battles within a campaign, and the rulebook says, hey, you have to do this to win this, and then you do that, and it's a lot less freeform. Some of the more freeform examples would be something like Tales of Arabian Nights, where you have this choose-your-own-adventure book, and you can uh, it says you encounter this. What do you do? And then you get to choose one of the options, then you read a paragraph. I kind of like that one better, but the trouble with it is it's a whole lot of work to do, and I'm not sure if I can fit that much paper into a, a game crafter thing without going over the uh, required cost. Mm. So you could go the Pathfinder card game style where you, um, you have a deck of cards with your encounters, and mm-hmm. um, well, and what you should do is um, you don't need to have a game master present, but you need to have somebody just so it's a surprise to the players make the deck so like have decks people can buy and right. then um you use the deck so like you flip the cards in a specific order so you gotta keep them in order and that makes sense yeah so you don't need so you need somebody so like you couldn't play it but anybody else could without you being present okay so then the idea is more to design a system that players can... Oh, okay. I think you just fixed my problem. Yeah, Because no, what I was going to do is I was just going to have a, have a deck of cards in there just like that, except then it's not very replayable because it's like super railroaded. But if the... If you, if you can design your own quest and you can rearrange the order of these cards, that changes the game up completely. And adds infinite replay value. That's awesome. Well, what you could have is um, you have you, you you play it through once, and you could have like sets of cards that have like a color in like the bottom corner, uh-huh. and like this color is like the cave. But you could do the cave earlier or the cave later, or you could put a cave in a later quest. You could, you know, so that you, makes you, sense. Yeah, so you stack the deck. It's like okay, we have like a cave with these. Um, it's a lot like. Oh, what was that game that the that the Dice Tower folks played? Um, time something? What's it? Time, time stories. Time stories. So, you, so basically, you have like, like like the deck, and then you like go through it, but then you can't use the same story again. So they right. have like a group of people, and and then they like trade them. So it's like, oh, yeah. you haven't played this one. You haven't played this one. And oh, right, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of anybody doing that with time stories, but that sounds like a great idea. Actually, I saw some people playing Time Stories at our game night that I went to last night. It looked really cool. Yeah, I started watching one of the game, the but uh, yeah. I also started watching their Pandemic Legacy, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna want to play this. So, I oh, watched yeah, like, no like like the first two months, and then I'm just like, oh, I can't no more than this. <laughs> no more, no more. Is that the sort of game you would be interested in, like just getting and trying and playing with you and me and Aiden and maybe some other people? That's a bit of a commitment. Um, I don't know, but I've always thought it'd be fun to try something like uh, Pandemic Legacy or Time Stories, or even something like the new the new Seafall that's coming out at Gen Con. Yeah, have you heard about Seafall? Um, You've mentioned it before. That's another legacy game. Yeah, it's a legacy game where you're exploring on the high seas. I see what you did there. What what did I do there? Uh, no, I was just trying to use the word C for a pun, and I couldn't think of one. 
on the high seas. Oh, like the juice. Ah. <laughs> Wait, I didn't. What? I didn't. You said high seas. You just made a pun off yourself. What? Okay, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you could set yourself up for a pun, but audience, send us, send us your, uh, tweet us your favorite puns at uh, MMZ Podcast. <laughs> oh, so I, I followed this these people on Twitter. Tw- shower thoughts. Okay, and it's basically these just really weird thoughts. Um, wait, I forget which one I was gonna say, but they're just like really weird, like um. Like, like the first one they, they tweeted that I saw that made me follow them was um, there was a time in your life when your parents put you down and then they never picked you back up. <laughs> and they're all just weird things like that, like thoughts you'd have in the shower. <laughs> Isn't that interesting, though, how like a lot of our most creative and interesting thoughts happen in the shower? I mean, does that yeah. happen to you? That happens for me. Well, I think that's like the only time I find downtime. Like, I literally think I need to schedule time to be bored because I I know for a fact I'm more creative when I'm bored. Right. But I need to schedule time to be bored because there's so many different things I could do. Yeah, no um, kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> yeah, this is this is the time when life gets busier and busier and busier at least well yeah at least for me although i'm finding i'm really hoping that next year will be less busy than this year although it may end up just balancing out because i'm i'm stopping doing some things and i'm starting doing other things Mm. for instance i'm done with omnibus which takes up a lot of my time right now but i mean i i still and i'll also probably be done with math so those are those are the two things i'm mostly focusing on but i have to take government economics um some sort of english credit and um oh, you haven't taken economics you're gonna do fine you did fine on that podcast the, the economics like the podcast thing. yeah what? no our first podcast like i was talking about the free market the whole time because i was oh, fresh okay. off economics yeah. and yeah. yeah if you're just taking 101 that's a, that's easy stuff okay good Good. Well, that's that's exciting. So maybe I'll have one less thing to worry about so much. I'm also doing one less thing to worry about. One less thing to worry about. (laughs) Sorry. No, you're good. Probably (laughs) from Hamilton, right? No, that is from Hamilton. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Angelica is just really awesome. Renee, whoever, does a really good job, which is odd because that's not even Hamilton's wife. That's a different person. That's his wife's sister. But she's got a lot of thoughts. She's like Sherlock. Like she's got this very, like, like, she's like, she, like, like she'll like freeze time and then she'll say this. She'll like notice everything that's happening. Uh huh. And like, if you look at her letters, she's like completely brilliant. And if she would had, she would have been leading the um, political race if it was a different time period. Like she's Weird. smarter than Hamilton is. Like it's that's just, interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. and yet, like, I've never heard of her before. Yeah. Wow. Gender roles, though. Maybe we should have a podcast about, like, feminism and stuff like that. That mm-hmm. would be an interesting topic. Everyone wants to hear two dudes talk about feminism. Yeah, uh, no Harap- kidding. <laughs> Harap is 121 words in, like, 20-something seconds, which, unfortunately, is considered slower than Lafayette's rap for, for the world record. Uh-huh. It's five words a second, and that's how they measure it. And Lafayette's okay. is 6.2 words a second. But his is only 19 words. Hers is 120 words. Wow. Yeah. It's right. Just, it's just like how the record's on him. measured. It's nothing to do with her being a woman. It's just how the record's measured. Right. 
like the, the yeah, but like that rap is like really like. I mean, it's not the first time she does the Sherlock thing, but she's just talking so fast, like. <laughs> and she's like, like whoa! I can't like, handle it. Yeah. Well, that musical has a twenty thousand words in it, which if you um, because it's like two hours and twenty five minutes, so it's like the densest musical. Wow. And um, so yeah, it suggested that you listen to the soundtrack before seeing it live. So you know uh, that what it's right. That the, that the author what said. Yeah. Um, um. Well, and 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 they're good. Like, if you listen to the soundtrack, you can tell what they're saying the first time. Um. But like, there's so many references to things, and like, you, like, you know what words they're saying, and they work, but they mean multiple things with like every phrase. Right. And they're like, yeah. Anywho, uh, but if you take the average density of a musical that's that length, and then you try to stretch Hamilton, like anyway. It would be five hours to make the two scales the same. So, yikes! Yeah, I love musical theater. Musical theater is fun. It's awesome. Uh, and and they did Les Mis, um, the same weeks on Broadway, and it's interesting because it's like one's about the American Revolution and one's about the yeah, French the Revolution. French Revolution. They're, they're the you same. Can years, both though. of them and compare. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when Lafayette in that song I was singing earlier, because it's like, I go to France for more funds, come back with more guns and chips. He was literally there <laughs> in France. Oh, no, no. He was there in France right before the revolution because he was there during the revolution. But So act right. two of Hamilton, he's at um, Les Mets. He's at the barricade. Wow. So That's kind of meta. So you could like watch the first act of uh, Hamilton and then watch the second act of Les Mis. Like, meanwhile, back at the ranch. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm not sure if the podcast listeners heard this, but Nathan just finished up a musical called The Little Mermaid, which was hey, pretty hey, awesome. I was not the Little Mermaid. He was not the Little Mermaid. He was the Big Mermaid. I was a crab. I was Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian. He has he has the most lines of anybody in that show. It was so cool to watch him, and he had the coolest costume too. It was like this yeah. red shoot, the red suit, red bow tie, red fluffs, like these ginormous foam claws that he let me you know, put on. Oh, and I had a mustache that was painted on that looks a lot like my mustache in the podcast logo. Yes, isn't it great? Like a you see, when I was designing the podcast logo, I I, uh, I cut out like around the outline of his his actual mustache but if you looked at it it sort of looked like a mouth and then it looked like his eyebrows were his eyes and it it, it just looked like he was wearing a really really weird expression um yeah so i had to put like the weird handlebar mustache just so people would look at it and go oh that's what a mustache looks like uh, you're going for realism that's why you gave um that that big rapper chain to yourself right yeah yeah isn't that great that's actually got... a same dollar necklace. It looks like, if you look at it in person, it looks like something somebody from the 70s would wear. Oh, you actually have that? I totally, oh, yeah. I, I, th- I thought you painted that on. I did not paint that on. That is that is real. <laughs> well, I just thought you weren't, I th- you weren't wearing like any necklace, and you're just like, I want to draw on a necklace. <laughs> if you look at my Facebook profile picture right now, I think it actually looks like that. I could be wrong. But I think it does. So yeah, if you want to check me out on Facebook, my name's my name's Gabriel Meyer. Just kind of look for that, and then look for the image in the podcast logo, only less oh. green. 
and stuff. Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. And I tell you about, like, um, in Little Mermaid practice, the the very first time we did Kiss the Girl, yeah. I have no idea why, why I did this. But, like, I just um, – there's this part where like he's just like, oh, what's your name? Is it Bertha? Is it this? And yeah. I'm supposed to go, Ariel. Her name is Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the very first time we practiced that song. I go like, Samuel. Her name is Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and, and then he goes like, Ariel. That's a nice name. And the director's like, okay. <laughs> One thing. What was up with you, Sebastian? Why did you say that? And two... If he says Samuel, you got to roll with it. You, you never heard Ariel. <laughs> Samuel. Oh, that's hilarious. He just goes. But I like Samuel never practiced that or even thought of it before I said it out loud. You just accidentally said Samuel instead of Ariel. I have no, I, I must have been tired or something. <laughs> Samuel. Samuel. Her name is Her name Samuel. Is Samuel. <laughs> Uh, and then there was this one time the director wasn't there i was just like hanging out backstage i'm like i know it's kind of weird that she has a beard you still should kiss the girl (laughs) my oh my i'm sure she's not a guy (laughs) so that's what you were singing when you okay because you sang that for me once before and i was wondering if you made it up on the spot or if you yeah I had That's like great. a, I had like a full. Um, I had four different verses that all seemed to indicate kissing Ariel is weird. And <laughs> like, like, like those two were definitely not all of them. Like, I wrote a ton of rhyming verses. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Wow, Mil. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should publish these. You know, publish and alternate Little Mermaid. <laughs> Where like like Sebastian really doesn't want the prince to kiss the girl, right? <laughs> Sebastian's evil. He's got a secret agenda. Oh, uh, have you seen the video on YouTube? Did you see how I ended the song? I don't know if I did that like when you came, but I like 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 I I never oh, got down. One? I I never I never actually got a chance to watch that one. Okay. You said it was better than you did did it when I saw it, though. Yeah, it was the first performance. So if you saw it Saturday, I think I did it better in the video. But the one part I didn't do better was the very end, because I just went like, um, kiss the girl, you gotta kiss the girl. Oh, I gotta kiss the girl. And like, I yeah. never went back, back down, so I'm just doing it <laughs> way up there. <laughs> it like, made no sense for the song. Kiss the girl. I don't know. It was like a super cool, like, you know, oh, out of I, the blue, like, random solo. Yeah. Oh, but you did see what I did for Under the Sea, though. The what? Under the Sea! <laughs> yes, I did. That was yeah. awesome. I did that at one of the practices and everybody liked it. Um, but I think I did a little bit off key in that video, but. Gotcha. Well, that's. Yeah, right. I got back fast. And I, I don't know. I, I like what, like, like the sec- second Under the Sea and the first Kiss the Girl. Yeah. I was the only person with two songs. Except really? Ursula. Ariel oh, yeah, doesn't true. really have two songs. Poor unfortunate souls. Wow. Yeah. yeah, all of you guys were really good in that. I was I was really Yeah, I wish we could do it another weekend. We're working on getting those folks together. We're just gonna hang out. Oh sweet. Because we, we haven't had a cast party. We um hung out at uh 
um, Grimsby's house afterwards. I mean, Jack's house. <laughs> Grimsby's. <laughs> the butler. Yeah. Apparently, this is his first time ever doing musical theater at all. That guy. Like everybody no way. else had done something before. Oh, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't he did sing a great much, job. but he didn't do a bad job. He did the yeah. welcome to your friends to our content. Yeah. I still have the script because we did Little Mermaid Jr. and they let you keep the scripts. And, oh, you know, really? Just like the kid versions? Yeah. Well, it was the kid version. We just, oh, really? We just did it really well. Uh, awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, much impressive. I don't know if there is a Broadway version. Speaking of Broadway versions, when there's a musical version of Hamilton, I got my top five characters I want to be to put on the audition form. Yeah? Yeah. What's your top five? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go first first because this is going to... I want to be Aaron Burr or George Washington or Lafayette or Hamilton or James Madison. Awesome. All of those guys appear in the musical? Yeah. Sweet. Actually, Jefferson was my five. Madison's cool too, but okay. Jefferson's got the first song of Act Two, and he's just—it's what did I miss? Because he wasn't around during the Revolutionary War. (laughs) This comes back. He's just like, what did I miss? What did I miss? (laughs) I like George Washington's like, where have you been? He's like, uh, France. (laughs) France. And he was he was doubled with Lafayette in the um, Broadway version, but I don't know if any high school would do that because that's a lot of work. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Um, oh, I was gonna say a thing. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you're looking, um, yeah. So if you really enjoyed Hamilton, I, I don't know. The, there's also a really good. Uh, um, there's a really good uh, mini series that HBO did called John Adams. That like covers the same sort of time period, only uh, it's from the perspective of John Adams, and uh, yeah, and it's just a really well done sort of. It's like a docudrama. It's yeah, it's it's not a documentary in the fact that it's it, it it's it's not boring at all. In fact, it's like very like realistic and like really super looking. Like if you've never seen someone get tarred and feathered before, like yeah, watch that. It's pretty it's pretty gross, but. Mm. yeah so it's it's yeah but if you know anything about h hbo shows like they're very they're very down to earth very gritty so uh caution advised may not be appropriate for children but that's also a really good thing about the revolutionary war although it's completely different than hamilton like it's it's nothing nothing similar to it but still pretty cool oh also the hamilton album is marked as explicit i had a weird look from my dad oh huh why is Uh, it explicit uh, certain tracks on it um, haven't like swearing. Okay. Um, and those tracks are actually individually marked on the playlist. Um, uh, so yeah. Um, and tracks that aren't marked will have like um, oh like like what's the thing? Be- De- Beavers build. Uh, dam. Yeah. Um, yeah, that. So I don't know if you're really sensitive about that kind of thing. Um. Don't be. <laughs> don't be. Don't be so legalistic. Come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, if you really gotta, you could skip Yorktown and uh, miss an F word, but uh, Yorktown's a good one. Or just skip minute two to minute 210 and you miss two swear words. Hey, 
Yeah. We should, like, make a bleeped out version and, like, upload it to YouTube. <laughs> well, I remember sending you that Facebook message, like, you should be Hercules Mulligan. Because he's got very few... Well, it was a kind of a joke, but he's got very few lines. Uh, but he swears so much. Like, <laughs> like, in those 10 seconds, that that's him talking. Oh, wow. Okay, I get you. He's got an F word and an S word in one phrase of his song. Man, you gotta wonder why they even do that. Like, <clears throat> well, he said like his vision for Hercules Mulligan was just based on his name and how it sounds very, um, cool. Like very Kinda does. Well, like it sounds like a wrestler or something. Right. Said. So like, oh, okay. back, like Hercules Mulligan, I must have been spying on the British government. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, um, yeah, once this podcast is over, I'm totally listening to Hamilton. But, well, I'm uh, glad I convinced you. If I can have Hamilton in one burp, I've been meaning to post on it on Facebook, but I need to be cautious because I got a lot of conservative friends, and I don't even know if the conservative tracks are. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> well, I don't know. Because, like, when Jane Eyre was supposed to have the... Oh, wait, you weren't in that. But, yeah. Nope. Speaking yeah. of uh, conservatives, uh, any any quick little updates on the political race? Uh, ben Carson dropped out, so everything our first podcast said is irrelevant. Pretty much. Yeah, and... so did Marco Rubio. I think it's just John Kasich, Donald Trump, and uh, uh, the, the other guy, Cruz, Ted Cruz. Is Kasich still in it, or did he drop out too? Yeah, I don't know. He, he, he hardly got any votes in Michigan. Yeah, no Trump kidding. The leading GOP in Michigan. Well, and I like every time I see the results for a stake state, it's one inch closer to Donald Trump as president in November. Yeah, I, at what point is it inevitable? I don't know because I think he'll be the GOP candidate, and then I think Hillary's going to be president. Or uh, Bernie Sanders is um, a lot more popular than he used to be, but he's got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen it pretty 50-50 with them. But, I mean, has Hillary been generally winning? I don't know if it's just a perceived thing. In some of, in some of the first states, she was definitely winning. But if since then she's caught up, then. You know, I have a plug for a tiny little YouTube channel called Prager University. It's like conservative like ideas only like really well explained by smart people and like really short and really easy to understand. Yeah, look it up. It's called like Prager University or Prager U or something like that. It's it's worth they're they're good good things worth worth the worth listening to. Very yeah. Very conservative but very very well well thought. Well thought out. I I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about them more on our next episode. But it was, uh, yeah, just a quick little plug. Try, try listening to those. They're they're fun. Hey, uh, for the um, the audience, how do you spell Prager's or whatever? Prager, Prager University. Here, let me figure this out. Prager. Um, is it P R A G E R? Yep. Prager U. Yep. That it. Yep, you can go to www.prageru.com, or um, I think that's also the name of the uh, YouTube channel. So, 
PragerU.com. Yep. That feels redundant. It's by this guy named Dennis Dennis Prager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, definitely worth listening to. So uh, anything you'd like to plug before we close out this episode? Um, I don't think so. I think I've plugged Hamilton enough. <laughs> yes, yes, you have. <laughs> but that's I'm all hoping right. when Gabe listens to it, we can have a full podcast. Right, so, we the thing have is, a full listen, episode about Hamilton. <laughs> I li- oh, okay, I, got, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily plug this podcast, but there's the Jim and Tomic podcast. They have three episodes. It's a musical theater podcast. And one of the guys lives in um, England and one of the guys lives in America. And they're uh-huh. talking about like the same stuff. And anywho, um, they had an episode on Hamilton, an episode of Fiddler on the Roof, and a third one. And a third um, episode. It's it's starting off pretty good. Um, I listened to the podcast about Hamilton before listening to Hamilton, and I forgot about it until just today, and then I re-listened to it. Gotcha. I always listen to a like something smart in the morning. Uh, usually, it's been Crash Course. Oh, Crash Course is good. I like yeah. that. Um, I've been watching some of the economics ones, but I prefer the ones with Hank. Um, but I mean, with uh, yeah, me too. Hank. I don't uh, well, the younger, the younger looking one is is Hank. The one that wrote the the book uh, is yeah is John. Oh wait, the one that um. I don't. I think it's Hank. I think it's Hank. But anyway, it's psychology, and um, Ooh, he said, yeah, I've been, he said yeah, in episode I'm, eight that he's doing episode nine about God, and I'm like, hey, God is a psychological concept. I don't know because he in episode one he talked about a, a philosopher, and um, basically how he took the existence of God as a postulate. Uh huh. And how it's not quite that in geometry terms, right? And 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 yeah, the hard thing about those um, postulates is like you gotta trust your own reasoning, or else you can't do it. And then it's like okay, so the fact that I can do reasoning is a postulate, right? It's so hard to prove anything else, you know? Right, exactly. Because you gotta like prove wood is from trees and all this stuff. Maybe wood is from this magical fairy. Well, like, really they, like they did an episode about the Matrix and the actual philosophers who debated that we were in the Matrix. Like, it's a, well, not like the Matrix, but like some ancient version of that. Like, right, where well, like is reality really real? Yeah, and it's just like how they prove it is very unsatisfying, and I'm just like, okay, great, because you how know, did they? How did they prove it? I don't remember. Go check out episode four or five or something of the psychology. The okay. one with the picture of Neo in the title and the word Neo in the title. Gotcha. Well, it's yeah. like animated Neo. That's a very interesting, interesting thing to debate. And I've actually been reading a book by, I suppose you'd call him a philosopher. His name is Nietzsche. He's, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a German guy. He's an atheist. And uh, so like not for the faint of heart. <laughs> this is just some really deep, crazy stuff. Like to the point where, like you know, Hitler read this and thought it was a really, really great book. But uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I, I'd be interested Wait, to have this sort of discussion about, like, um, you know, 
Are you th- saying atheism leads to Hitler? Um, <laughs> not necessarily. But I'm saying that Nietzsche, a very prominent atheist, Hitler read his book and thought it was a great idea. So. You know what else Hitler did? Wear pants. I also wear pants. You're just like Hitler. <laughs> yeah, saying... no, no. I'm, uh, uh, the only reason I was <laughs> saying that is because it has some very wacky ideas. So don't, yeah. so don't take Nietzsche for for too much. Yeah, he's he's a little he's a little crazy. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I've been so meaning not to read. for not yeah. for children under under three years. Okay, <laughs> under three. Is that <laughs> is that when you're okay to have everything you know questioned? Uh, no, no, it's not. Yeah, but I've been meaning to read. Yeah, Nietzsche. Nietzsche. I'm I'm sure somebody in college will ask me to. I think I'm actually taking psychology in the fall. Fun. Yeah, I feel like he's more philosophy than psychology, but there's a little bit of uh, overlap there. So, yeah, very interesting yeah. stuff. I'd like to have an episode about that in the future. So, uh, I I think that's that's about it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was super awesome. We talked about Hamilton. We talked about uh, psychology, all sorts of stuff. And we hope you come and listen to our next episode. And it'd be great if we actually had some people to watch us live and send us questions. That would be super awesome. So, uh, yeah, fare thee well. See you later, guys. Ciao, biblioteques. Yeah, sehr gut. <laughs>